feeling like you're juggling endless tasks from content to proposals and everything in between? And if just thinking about adding content marketing to your list overwhelms you even more, I've got something for you. Introducing the Ultimate AEC Content Marketing Starter Kit, your jumpstart to content marketing success. It's all about the four crucial decisions to clarify your plan and kickstart your content creation journey. I've walked your path since 2005, managing marketing and proposal deadlines. That's why I've crafted this kit to make your journey just a bit smoother. Let's face it, just getting started is often the hardest part, especially with new strategies. The Ultimate AEC Content Marketing Starter Kit leads you through those vital early steps. It's about getting growth clarity, understanding your dream audience, and turning your existing content into pure gold. Are you ready to jumpstart your content marketing game? Visit marketerstakeflight.com forward slash starter kit and snag your ultimate AEC content marketing starter kit. Let's conquer the content world one campaign at a time. Grab your starter kit now over at marketerstakeflight.com forward slash starter kit. Hey there, welcome to the Marketers Take Flight podcast. I am your host, Lindsay Diven, founder of Marketers Take Flight and the creator of the Proposal Pro course. I am obsessed with helping AEC marketers just like you put order back into the proposal process, create winning strategies, and build the confidence and courage to advance your career. Each week, I will be sharing tangible and tactical advice and inspiring interviews to fly through the proposal turbulence and have your career take off. So let's dive right in. Have you been working harder or pushing harder to achieve your goals? And is that taking a toll on your energy, relationships, maybe even your health? Do you think that the only way to get it all done is to put in more hours, including working after the kids go to bed, possibly? Or if only that project manager would meet his proposal deadlines, your your work would be so much better. I talk to marketers nearly every day, and what I hear is that their biggest struggles are too many proposal deadlines, not enough resources, the technical staff is too busy to get you know, make all their proposal deadlines, et cetera, et cetera. And while these things are actually happening, the way you process and talk to yourself about these things are really poisoning your productivity. Dare I say that they are even excuses? And they are the same excuses I've been hearing for 15 plus years, even before COVID. And they are based in five areas or five basic excuses. Instead of excuses, let's let me refer to them as limiting beliefs because they are the worst kind of lies that you can tell yourself. They are the worst kind because they have just enough truth to make them really real in our lives. So they poison our productivity. They convince you that you're a victim to your circumstances or that you're not to blame for the results or lack of results. Then you are most likely you most likely quit trying. Maybe you switch firms or even leave the industry. But guess what? Many of those same excuses or limiting beliefs follow you there. But there is a happy ending to this. It's your brain. 
It's the best piece of technology out there because it can be rewired to take extreme ownership of your circumstances, to face challenges that will arise, and to crush those same challenges that stop everyone else. But if your brain is hardwired to these limiting beliefs, you've got negative stories just running rampant in your head. And we all we all have those. I'm guilty as well. And it's, it's not going to stop no matter how productive you are. You'll just be stopped at small obstacles and you will generally start to believe that you can't go any further. And that's just not true. So from today forward, be very vigilant about recognizing and looking for these lies or limited beliefs to make sure they don't overtake your entire thought process. Okay, let's get going. Here's the first one. Lie number one, I don't have enough hours in the day. The truth, you are more than likely overcommitted. You probably already know that. But the lie that you keep telling yourself is, well, with more time, I could catch up. But here's the fact. It's really not about time, but really about energy levels. We all have a limited number of what's called cognitive energy each day or cognitive load. And when you hit this max load, you're done. Your useful productivity drops. Decision fatigue sets in. And studies show you work slower, make more mistakes, and become anxious. Have you ever hit that like three o'clock slump and you just feel like everything's taking longer and longer to accomplish? Well, that's probably because you probably hit that your cognitive load for the day, that max load. Or you really can't make a decision about dinner. Well, that's decision f- fatigue. And it usually happens at the end of the day because you're spent. We need to make better decisions with the time we have not get more time because we can't get more time. <laughs> we, that's finite. So here's a few tips to help you make better decisions with the time that you have. So tip number one, be careful about wasting high energy time on unimportant things. Focus your energy on the first two or three hours where you are the most productive and spend that time doing the highest priority or tasks. I call those my daily big three. Those are the three big things that I need to do to progress my projects, my assignments, my goals further that day. Tip number two, set clear boundaries around your work hours. So you're getting paid for those hours, you know, from eight to five or nine to six or whatever your hours are. But you need to set clear boundaries around those because your product, your productivity will drop beyond that limit. I like to bookend each start and each end of my workday with a few rituals. This helps trigger my brain to get into work mode and then trigger my brain to get out of work mode so I'm more pre- present with my family in the evening. And this is also especially important because I work from home and I don't really have that physical ritual of like driving to work or driving home um, because it's really just a few steps from my kitchen. So if you set these clear boundaries, it triggers you to be clear on the most important priorities for that day. I aim for not more than three specific tasks that will move the needle on you know my projects, my deadlines, my goals. And you'll hear me reference these all the time as my daily big three. So that was lie number one. I don't have enough hours in the day. And it's really about 
managing your energy level and making sure that you're matching um, the work that you're working on at, when you're at your highest be- energy level and not when you've hit that co- that cognitive load max. When you've hit that max, you're done. So keep your like low energy tasks for that um, time in the day. Lie number two, I can't stay focused. There must be something wrong with me. Well, there is truth that there are a lot of distractions. We have emails, there's slacks or team channels, there's phone calls, there's people physically coming into your space, whether it's your kids, your dogs, your car, your coworkers. There's lots of reasons why you can't focus. So there's definitely nothing wrong with you. But how you react to those distractions um, or carry on with the rest of your day, you do have control over. What you need is some automation. You can put some of your behaviors on autopilot so they don't need as much of your energy or effort. They become, they just become part of your daily routine. And why does this matter? Well, it matters because high achievers, and I'm assuming, I'm assuming that's you because you're listening to this podcast, have a clear idea of what they want to accomplish each day. But as the, the day goes on and distractions come, which they always do, you may find yourself in reactionary mode and feeling like you've lost focus. Self-automation helps you get through your day by getting the right things done in spite of the distractions. Well, how do they do that, right? Well, one, um, one self-automation trick is setting up daily rituals, Like I mentioned earlier, I have a a workday startup and a workday shutdown ritual. My workday startup ritual includes reviewing my daily big three and adjusting if needed. I spend 20 to 30 minutes ideally writing or creating. So whatever project I'm working on, um, I spend time doing that and then triaging my email inboxes. Then at the end of the day, my workday Shutdown ritual includes triaging my inbox, (laughs) my email inboxes, reviewing the next day's schedule and writing it in my full focus planner, and determining and writing my daily big three for the next day. I also update my timesheet and then I shut everything down. This ritual provides a consistent cadence to my day and sets me up knowing, um, sets me up for the next day. And so I start the next day with a clear focus on my priorities, my daily big three, and knowing what time I have between meetings when I can complete them. And so I don't have to think about this. I've instilled it as part of my day. And so I know I'm at least getting something done and I'm triggering my mind. So I don't have to think about it. And and it doesn't use energy. It doesn't use very much of my cognitive load at all. So lie number two, I can't stay focused. There must be something wrong with me. There are some tricks and some tips that you can, you know, implement like, self-automation, habits and rituals that can kind of make it a little bit more routine. So when you get distracted, you could just go right back to the routine and it becomes, you know, just self-con, um, like part of your subconscious. Okay. Lie number three, I'm getting more done because I'm multitasking, multitasking, or maybe because I'm multitasking, I am making the most efficient use of my time. Now, multitasking could mean different things to different people. It could be like writing emails while you're on a Zoom call or folding laundry while listening to a podcast or rapidly switching between tasks like like looking at your email inbox while you're trying to edit a proposal. No matter how you define it, it involves switching. 
And switching is using that and is using that cognitive energy. Every time you switch a task, it's taking some of your cognitive energy. And research shows that switching is depleting this energy even just a little bit. But if you're switching hundreds of times a day, which we all are, it really adds up. And some studies even show that it can deprive you of as much as 40% of your productive time. Let me say that again, 40%. Could you imagine if you can get 40% of your day back? Let alone zapping your energy. So it's not just time. Again, it's that energy. And so this is where time blocking and or having a clear idea of what to work on and turning everything else off until it's completed, or you're at a really good stopping point, you know, while you're completing that task, turn it, shutting that inbox, turning off those email notifications, ignoring, you know, silencing your team's chat or putting on do not disturb until you get that task complete, completed. It's much better than trying to have to multitask. And I'm sure it produces better work quality of what you're completing and you feel better about it when you complete it rather than just completely completely drained and feeling like it took forever. So lie number three is multitasking, you know, and the lie of multitasking. Lie number four, I don't control my time, my priorities, my deadlines, et cetera. And the truth is you do have responsibilities to others, whether it's at work or at home, you know, you do get assignments from your boss. You might, you might have kids that you need to feed dinner every night to. So you do have responsibilities to other, to others. But the lie here is the ultimate self-fulfilling prophecy. I don't control my time, assignments, deadlines, etc. So I can't decide how to allocate it. This implies that you wish you could improve, but they won't allow it. And this is a victim mentality. And the fact is you're not stuck. You truly control the circumstances and resources around you. Even more, you're the owner of your own resources and your own decisions. You have the right to decide how you'll spend your time and your, and when I say resources, I mean like your energy levels, um, you know, your, your talents, your gifts, your abilities, you decide. And in the end, you don't get to point the finger at any one or anything else. And once you realize you have this right and this power, your life changes. You know, I realized this um, a few years ago um, and it's just, it's freeing. And I, so much stress has been just erased from my, <laughs> you know, been released from my body and my mind. So I really want you to dig into this a little bit more and do some self-reflecting on this because it's so freeing. Okay, lie number five. The imperfect fill in the blank is keeping me from getting results. So this could be the imperfect go, no-go process, this imperfect project manager that never gives me his approach when he says he will, this imperfect marketing department that doesn't have enough staff, Fill in the blank with any obstacle. The truth is that there's always going to be obstacles, especially when you're trying to get better results or just trying to get anything done. But the lie is that these obstacles have the power to keep you from getting results. This type of thinking 
when you focus in great detail on part of the problem or a very specific angle or situation of the problem, it's called telescoping. And it's hardwired into our brain and is des- designed to help us identify threats. Because, you know, our brains, <laughs> they're trying to keep us alive. So it always goes to that ability to identify threats. But this type of thinking excludes the most important information, the solution. So the fact is that the li- that life is imperfect. Every problem is part of a larger system at play, but every accomplishment in life happens in spite of these obstacles and this chaos. We have to stop focusing on the obstacles and trying to find and, and trying to find perfect solutions because there are thousands of imperfect solutions. And when you accept that every solution is in fact imperfect, your mind expands to, to reveal or think of all of the other possible solutions to any problem that faces you. A great way to start practicing this thinking or to really just start you putting this into place is to just start taking action. So different actions, you know, take different actions to tackle the obstacles. You know, if you can't get the approach from the technical or the technical write-up from the project manager, is there somebody else you can go with? Is there another proposal you can start from? You know, look at different solutions and just start trying them and taking action on them. Sometimes we often get so caught up and thinking about so many different scenarios and all of the possible outcomes for these different scenarios. And we spend so much energy of our cognitive energy and our time when it would just be so much faster to just start taking action and using the feedback or the response you get from taking that action to shape your future actions and so on and so on. And in the end, isn't it about getting to the results faster rather than just perfectly. And it took me a long time to do this. And I I catch myself doing this. My husband and I invest in real estate. And there's a lot of analysis paralysis when it comes into real estate. And we haven't always made the right decision. But really, it's when you take action, or you make a decision, and you take action on that decision, you get the answer. Whether it's the answer that you want or the response that you want, you get an answer. And when you get that answer, you get information. And then you can use that information to take the next action. And you get there a lot, you get there a lot quicker. I just wanted to point that example out is just everything's imperfect. You're never gonna have the perfect solution. If we did, it wouldn't, it would be life would be so much easier. Probably wouldn't be as fun either. So lie number five, this imperfect fill in the blank is keeping me from getting results. Just look for imperfect solutions and take action on them and then use that feedback to make your next decision. Those were the five lies we tell ourselves that poison our productivity. Let me read through them again. Lie number one, I don't have enough hours in the day. The truth is we all have the same hours in the day. It's how you use those hours and how you mirror the tasks you're working on with your energy level and lining up those tasks that are going to get you move the needle the most when you have the highest energy. Lie number two, I can't stay focused. There must be something wrong with me. There's definitely nothing wrong with you, right? 
We just need to instill some habits and some rituals to keep some of your day when you're not, you know, or when you get a distraction to just kind of get you back into the groove of things. Lie number three, I'm getting more done because I'm multitasking. You guys all know this multitasking myth. Lie number four, I don't control my own time, priorities, deadlines, etc. So just know that yes, you are given assignments, you're given deadlines, you have responsibilities to others, but how you but you have control on how you spend your time, how you spend your resources, including your energy levels. And then line number five, this imperfect blank is keeping me from getting results. Take action, find those imperfect solutions, take action on those solutions to keep you moving forward. These five lies we tell ourselves poison our productivity. They will encourage you if you keep thinking about them, they will encourage you to stop before you even start. So we have to mind our mindset. We have to pay very close attention to what we're thinking at any given moment, especially as it relates to growing our career and achieving our goals. So thank you so much for being with me here today. And until next time, bye for now.